0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. This is our uh, NCAA tournament. ACC Championship slash NCAA Tournament Bracket Reveal Edition. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, the Duke beat writer for the paper. Joined, as always, on the podcast by Sheldon Williams, the landlord. Uh, Sheldon, great weekend for the Blue Devils overall, right? It had to be a great weekend.
0: Yeah, definitely is. Yes. Before I get into that, this is our 50th episode, our 50th Big 5-0. There How we cool are. <laughs> 50- the fireworks, baby? Yep, yep, episode. We made it. Yeah, yeah. But uh going back to your point, yeah, yeah, this this weekend was great. Um <laughs> the revenge tour has concluded. Yes. you know, and now we can go on to March Madness. <laughs>
1: That's right. We are here at Duke uh, won three games in three days in Greensboro. We talked about the first two in the last episode when they beat uh Pitt and then Miami, getting revenge on Miami, and then the big revenge Saturday night beating Virginia fifty nine to forty nine. As I wrote in my lead, they, this time Duke left no doubt. 10 point win. Then come down to a last call at the end for a mistake to happen. Uh, really took care of business in that game. So, um, ACC champions, 22nd time in school history. John Shires, the first time, first coach to ever win it as a player and a coach. Uh, nobody's ever done that. Other people have had a chance. Uh, Sidney Lowe uh, took NC State to the finals one time, but. Uh, lost from uh, when he played for the wolf pack course but anyway so that's a big deal that's a big deal for china shire um so i want to remind uh, before we go any further remind everybody about uh, our sponsor uh, believe uh the believe in Duke podcast is sponsored by bet online and now that it's ncaa tournament time uh, it's a good time to if you're gonna uh, lay a wager of course everybody wants to bet on the ncaa tournament Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more, you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code Believe—that's that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Online a g where the game starts yeah so a historic night for the blue devils um is only the third coach to um to win it in his first year as a head coach at any level he's never been a head coach before this year uh, vic bubis did it back for duke in 1960 after he came over from nc state as an assistant and then bill guthridge who he took over for um for uh, dean uh, obviously in 1998. he had Vince Carter, he had a pretty good group to work with that year. So. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, so you got you got some talent. But, you know, uh, to kind of go on my little rant, how, again, was John Shire not coach of the year? You know, this guy, 16-0 at home, all right? He was 26-8 for the regular season. Most wins by Duke first-year, you know, coach as well. You know, uh, he he won uh, the ACC tournament his first year. Like you said, he's the third person to do that, a player and a coach to do that. And then he ends the the regular season on a nine-game win streak, all right? Also, he has a revenge games, including uh, against uh, VTech, NC State, Miami, Virginia, to end the regular season. Then goes into the tournament, knocking off number five, Pitt, number one, Miami, and number two, UVA. How is this guy not considered coach of the year like this is baffling to me i mean when we're fully healthy we're 18-1 and that one doesn't really count because of that controversy game against uh virginia right that one doesn't really even count so technically we should have been 19-0 when we're fully healthy but i had to go on my little rant i mean i was like come on this right here Has to be a wake up call because we got disrespected disrespected from the coaching aspect as well as like flip flip being the number uh, second team all ACC. But who was the ACC MVP? Isaiah Wong from Miami. Uh, Isaiah Wong, yeah. So Isaiah Wong was uh, ACC MVP. But who was ACC tournament MVP? That was Flip. Flip,
1: who I voted for? I voted for Flip. I I voted on that panel. Yeah.
0: So ACC ACC tournament MVP who's all team second team ACC was held scoreless you know of the first game and wind up having a big statement game 20 and 10 against Virginia this time and like you said earlier did not leave the doubt of anything that referee could be in the way of the game we took control especially late in the game and it was great to watch this kind of be a full circle moment for us and actually you know take this you know banner The energy that you're expressing right now is prevalent
1: (laughs) in the Duke locker room. I can tell you for sure, having been there three days in Greensboro and being around these guys that, you know, they know it. They know, you know, Flip didn't make first team. Duke had no first team, all ACC players, which hadn't happened in like 16 years. I mean, that's that's one thing. Um, Yeah, I was on that voting panel. I voted for Flip first team. I mean, I did. Uh, I was I was surprised he didn't make it. Uh, i wasn't surprised shire wasn't named coach of the year but i was surprised he didn't get any votes and obviously i didn't vote for him okay but um i, I talked about i remember late in the year i started talking to people about you know shire maybe if they, if they do something crazy like went out the whole rest of the season you know maybe he should get some votes for coach of the year and then you know they got he got no tony bennett got two which i think ticked off a lot of people too like how could he get two? i mean jeff capel right i mean capel and Kevin Keats were the top two vote getters, Capel, especially. I think uh, that's who I voted for, which was, was Cape. So, but um, I have no, I, I agree with you that when you look at it now and you look at it even late in the year, the, the, the ballots were due, just so you know, uh, by noon the next day after the last regular season game. And they sent them to you like about five days ahead of that. So you can start getting started on it. So some people started filling it out. And then, you know, Capel, Pitt lost their last two games, you know, and I almost, didn't vote for him just because of that, but I ended up doing it. But uh, anyway, that's how the process works. And it is a little, you know, Duke came on late, but when you look, I, the bottom line here is when you look at the whole job that John Shire did this year, he didn't, he's done it. He's done he's still doing an amazing job. And uh, the way they started off kind of slow and had injuries. And we have all been through that on the podcast. We've broken that down uh, uh, in great detail, but when they're finally healthy and here they are at the end of the regular season, they're playing incredible basketball, and they're nobody wants to play them in the NCAA tournament now. I, I know in, in Greensboro, everybody was talking like, you know, other riders coming over to be like, man, you might be going to Houston. Like, look at this team the way they're playing. Like, that's real, man. People are like, you better get ready for a long run.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. I mean, this team is finally clicking at the right time. We're finally healthy all together as a whole team at the right time. You know I mean? Even during this tournament, if this is a telltale sign, the largest deficit that we had in tournament was two points, two points. And then the time that we trailed was four minutes and 32 seconds. And then Duke winds up being the 22nd, you know, time that we wanted an ACC tournament. But the fact that we're all playing well at the same time, which is great for us, I think uh, I would like to get Whitehead involved a little bit more. You know, we had um, uh, Flip and Roach had 43 of the 59 points. You know we can't really rely on that every single time but the fact that you know especially late in the game you know roach was over here hitting big buckets for us you know when we needed something to go in down the stretch bucket bucket and then all of a sudden um flip, uh, flip gets that steal and then all goes down and dunks it yeah i hear through the tv how loud it is in that that Coliseum. Yes. And I'm like, I'm here, let's go Duke chance. You can feel the energy is seeping out of the actual TV. And I'm like, man, I wish I was there. Cause like literally, you can feel and see the energy going on
1: in the game. They had the crowd was like 19,000 to change, almost 20,000. And there were a lot of Virginia fans there too. Don't get me wrong, but it was a majority Duke. It was, I'd say 60, 40, maybe even, you know, maybe two thirds Duke fans that were there and it was loud it was really cool i could see the players and shire kind of looking around like it's like cameron west here you know it's like just down the road right right right. (laughs) and uh i think everybody hoped that when they won that game they'd get to go back to Greensboro here in a few days for the NCAA tournament that didn't work out we're going to talk about that too but as duke's going to orlando to play oral roberts to start uh the fifth seed in the east region but um but duke had to come a long way to get back in this position right because Just a few weeks ago, we were looking at like maybe a nine or a ten seed, right? Right. The way things were going, they really climbed up there fast to get up to the five. And there was some talk that they made it to a four. That maybe they would be the five, a four in a region. Virginia dropped down to five since Duke beat them, and then also beat them last time too, right? So now that in hindsight, we have both those games to compare, and 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 watching that game and watching the semifinals, Miami's better than Virginia. Like we all talked about that on press row. Uh, that, that, that the championship game was Friday night.
0: I believe so. I believe yeah. so, yeah. Miami
1: yeah. really pushed they 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 shoot the ball well. They and I know you know Virginia does play great defense, don't get me wrong, but I never felt like Virginia was pushing Duke very much. Felt like Duke got the lead and they never, you know, Miami made those harsh runs, right? Make a couple three pointers get down to one point. Duke had to respond. Virginia never really did that like like Miami did. I didn't feel like they had the same pressure. I know what you thought about that, but I thought Miami was clearly the better team of the two.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, every time we try to create some kind of separation, you know, it seemed like, you know, between one of the three guards, they were always making some kind of big transition three point shot. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Like, you know, we couldn't really get, you know, past that hump. But for the Virginia game, it was like we were both playing really good defense. And yet, we weren't really scoring like we were doing the last two games. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, it's a third game in three days. So we're a little bit tired. Our legs might, you know, might not be underneath us, but our defense stayed consistent. And that helped us out where if we're not scoring like that, they can't score like that. And that was saving us where we were kind of, you know, getting them one, one shot at and out and then come back on defense. And if we don't make a shot, uh, I'm sorry, come back on offense. We don't make a shot. We stopping them on defense again until we get a shot. And then all of a sudden we start building that lead. And you know, it seemed like you know, Virginia never really gets blown out. So a 10-point game against Virginia it might be like a 20-point game against somebody else. Exactly. You know, that's that's the crazy exactly part right, right there. Yep. But we were steadily, you know, kind of like, you know, just kind of chipping away at you know, building that lead up. And with Virginia they use a large amount of the shot clock every time they kind of run their plays. So I'm like, well, this could bode well for us because if they having a hard time scoring and we have a four or five-point lead, go ahead, eat up that clock, get yeah. one shot, and let's get it stopped, and then let's go the other way. I mean, it's helping us out. So I was, gr- I was glad that that happened because even though it came down, I think they kind of – did it cut it to, like, what, three or a smart got another? down to four at one point in the last minute. It, it, cut down it was never a
1: one-possession game, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It cut it down to four. So, it's was like, okay, it could be something different. But then, you know, big shot, Jeremy Roach. He comes in, and he makes in this side. And I was like, okay, good. We can relax. We can, uh, you know, uh, get a little bit of breathing room. Just, you know, keep our defense up.
1: Yeah. Roach had 19 of his 23 points in the second half. Just a tremendous... Uh, he was almost the MVP of the tournament too. He was, in fact, uh, again conversations on press row during the game. There was some talk about that, like, uh, is it Flip or is it is it Roach? And I mean, Flip had had such a great tournament. Nobody denies he was worthy of it. But the way you know Roach, and especially again, we had to turn our ballots in with five minutes to go in the game, just so you know how that works. It's electronic, but um, and you have to pick okay. one from each team in case Virginia came back and won, so Virginia would get it. But uh, so I put in Philipowski and then. Of course, Roach had all those points down the, you know, he made the three-pointer, he made he made the free throws. I mean, he was just, you know, clutch, right, clutch, right, clutch right. play. Uh, so he was worthy of it too. And he got, you know, he got all-tournament team and all that. But the biggest point here is he's back to what he looked like last March during that run to the Final Four. He played like this. He made the all-West region team uh, in the tournament last year. He made some big shots against Michigan State and Texas Tech in particular. The Arkansas game was kind of a blowout, remember, but uh, he played really well in that. And so he's back to where he needs to be to help this team. And that's a huge thing uh, to have him on the perimeter and flip inside. And uh, boy, it just looks like uh, they've got it all together. And it's hard to see. And again, we're going to talk about Oral Roberts here. They're playing Oral Roberts, he's 30 and four. They've won 17 games in a row. Dukes won nine in a row. They've won 17 in a row um all their losses came to team well we will get into that but anyway duke's got it all the i'm saying i don't care who they're playing they're going to be favored they're favored by six or seven points already against all roberts and the next round they might play tennessee but anyway duke's got it all going and uh um i just uh uh it's really like we've seen this grow and each game it seems like they do something else even better than they did last game and so now here we are in march and they gotta okay write yourself and go at it again right
0: yeah, I mean uh I, I didn't even look at the the second round uh potential matchup. I was kind of looking at the full circle the moment that we could have with Purdue. Um, you yeah, know, that'd when be we played third round, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When <laughs> we played against them in uh in uh, Portland. Right. So I didn't even look I didn't look at the the second round. But yeah, um, you know, with uh Or Roberts, I didn't know they won seventeen in a row. Uh, I know that they, yeah. they won in a win streak, but I didn't know it was seventeen in a row in in a win streak. Uh, that type thing. But, uh, yeah, with Roach, you know, the way he's playing right now, uh, it, it reminds me of how he played late in, the game, uh, late in the season, especially during that stretch, you know, going to the Final Four last year. You know, he did kind of make me mad uh, after he had those back-to-back shots, you know, uh, hit the front of the rim and goes in, and then all of a sudden um, he has back-to-back turnovers. I like, oh, come on. One of them was on a fast break. All he had throw the was throw the ball up. and I think flip. It was flip? Yeah, yeah, I think it was flip coming in uh, for a dunk whatever. I was like, you could not mess this up, and he messed it up. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And then we came back down again and had another turnover. So I was like, "We don't need this. We've been good. We've been good." And then um, you know our, our turnovers. I think we had we wound up having ten um, yeah. last night. You know, which is way better than yes, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So way better than last time because I think last time we had like twenty two or something yes. crazy like that, whatever. Yeah, uh, and then we turned them over as well because they don't really turn the ball over like that. And we want to turn them over as well. But uh, with him coming back down and uh, making those shots down the stretch, you know, it kind of wiped away his kind of back-to-back, um, you know, turnover. So I was like, all right, you know, now we're back, you know, to, be, to being ourselves again. And then all of a sudden, 40 seconds left, um, he had a situation where he could have threw the ball to lively, which was wide open by the basket, you know, for a dunk. But he made the executive play of, you know, I'm going to go ahead and hold his own on the ball for a little bit. Run some more, you know, clock out yep. and then make them foul me because, you know, I'm a better free throw shooter and it's going to be, you know, two points regardless, you know, but yeah. yet two points with less of time on the clock.
1: Right. And that was the whole thing last night was about kind of like, you know, like a boa constrictor, like sucking the life out of them, like shrinking them and, and, and suffocating them and using up the clock. Even if you don't score, using up the clock. But if you do that and get points. Even one free throw would would help, you know, kind of keep them at bay. And uh, uh, earlier you mentioned Whitehead and he didn't have as good offensive game last night as he did in some other games. Um, And I was, at first he came in and and he missed a shot, had a turnover, then committed a foul. It was like, boom, boom, boom. Like, okay man, you got to get it together here. It's you know I know what happens in championship game here, man. Uh, right, right. <laughs> but then he he got active on defense after that. I did notice he did. He, you mentioned some of the steals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he,
0: did, he did, he um, did. You probably wasn't able to see it, but they had a screenshot of him. Um, you know the little commercial before they go into the real commercial, and he's guarding somebody, but he's smiling in his face. You know, kind of like you know, yeah, I got you, you know, type thing and everything. So he was logged in in the game. It's just that some some reason his offense is not being like that, you know, lately. And you no, know, I thought he kind of broke out of that when he had uh, was it twelve points? Was it uh, against Miami or I can't remember what game that was? He oh, in a, the tournament, like,
1: yeah, he did play, he played well against Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I think he had like, twelve well against points
0: against. Miami. The, um, yeah. No, actually, I think it was more than twelve. But uh, but he had a good game against Miami. And the fact that I thought, oh, he broke out of that you know little stretch where he kind of had like maybe a scoring slump or whatever it is. And then that happened again, you know, for Virginia. So I'm hoping that he kind of gets some renewed energy uh, coming into the the tournament because we really need to score because we can't rely on two guys to score 43 points a game. And we're only scoring fifty nine points as a team total, right? <laughs> Unless we're gonna sit here and be locking down everybody else, and they can't score more than, uh, you know, fifty eight points a game. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's hard to do. <laughs> um, I did just
1: look it up. He had sixteen against Miami. You 16, were right. Okay. Yeah, he he played really well. That was that was a strong game for him. And uh, um, so, and you're right. Like a third game in three days, first time they've had to do that this year because they had in Portland they played back to back days, had a day off, and then played Purdue. That was a little different. They had one day. Uh, both teams were playing their third game in three days for the, in the championship game, And they did look tired down the stretch. I think Tony Bennett even said, you know we were come, trying to fight from behind the whole game, and you know you're just gonna miss shots when you're when your legs aren't there, right? I mean, that's just how it goes right. in the third game. Right. You, gotta, right. you gotta you got you gotta find a different way to score or whatever. but um, uh, Whitehead's gonna be key. In fact, I did a quick little breakdown. I've already posted it up on the website uh, about like who might have big games for Duke, who might make the difference against Oral Roberts? And I picked Whitehead and Mitchell. Because Oral Roberts has a really good guard named Max uh, A It's A-B-M-A-S, Abmas, And he played really well two years ago when they went to the Sweet 16. He's back. He's averaging 22 points a game. Really strong player. So the guards, like Proctor's probably going to be on him. That's going to take a lot of energy for him to guard him and everything. So he may not be able to contribute as much scoring on the, on offense. Oral Roberts has a five center. Uh, who Yeah. Um, so... Flip and Lively are going to have some work to do in there. They're big, of course, but seven five, seven five,
0: right? I mean, shoot, it me of uh, the Purdue game, I guess. You know, yes. Uh, Edie. yes, Edie, yes. I don't know how tall. it Was he 7-4? I'm not yeah, sure how seven, tall four. he was. Yeah, 7-4. so, hey, hopefully it's a great preparation for us. You know, we go against uh, Edie in a couple of games. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I didn't realize that, you know, they had 7-5 guy on the team. Uh, yes, Con- um, it's Connor Vanover. Vanover, yeah. So I haven't had a chance to look at him, so I, hopefully I get a chance to kind of go on uh, YouTube and look at him. I'm, I'm not sure if he's mobile or, or like like an ED is, or I'm not sure you know what kind of player he is. So I would go on uh, YouTube and kind of see. It since now the brackets are came out and where we'll we placed that and everything, yeah. I just yeah. Think, I just thought you know we did enough to stay in Greensboro and be right there in Greensboro, but yes. apparently they saw fit to go <laughs> take us to uh, Orlando instead.
1: Then uh, Kentucky and Tennessee are the teams in. The yeah. the higher seeded teams in in Greensboro, which uh, we were talking off air before the thing started, I didn't even think about that as a possibility. We were all thinking Virginia was going to be there for sure, and probably Tennessee. We did think Tennessee because they were close, but Kentucky came out of nowhere. I really didn't see that. Right, committee ended right. up sending Virginia and Duke to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, so different different guy in charge this year. The uh, the head of the committee is Chris Reynolds, uh, the AD at Bradley in Illinois. Um he played for Indiana. He played on the one of their final four teams for uh for Coach Knight uh in the nineties. So anyway, uh he's oh. in charge. They did uh, something different.
0: That's the face, what did he put Indiana at? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check them out. <laughs>
1: I think they might be in Albany, I think.
0: Oh, okay. okay. That's off the top
1: of my head. i, I, I guess Let's I should guess I'm
0: gonna go to the Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Now his school, Bradley lost in the in the uh Missouri Valley final to drake okay so i know that because i okay. went to a uh, valley school myself so i kind of watched that a little bit but
0: okay um, okay anyway yes yeah, so <laughs> um
1: yeah so uh duke's path they start with oral roberts and we'll have another episode before the game to talk about them a little more but uh, just a quick look at the regional duke has ORU in the first round uh the 512 game which is always that's always when you pick upsets on a lot right that will be popular right right. right, right, um and then uh, if they win you know tennessee's playing Louisiana uh that's a 4-13 game there and Tennessee's not played great of late. They haven't been as well uh playing as well.
0: Especially losing the uh, the, the guard with the ACL tear yeah. um uh, yeah. a couple of games ago. Right. So yeah, yeah. Um, They're kind of that, vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, so that could be a team that's going to be you don't know what you're going to get. You know, you might get a really good game. You might not. So, you know, right. um, like you said, they haven't been playing well. I think they got upset it in their tournament um, as they well. They did, yeah. Yeah, they um, didn't make it to the finals. Was it Texas A&M? They, the, yeah, uh, they people...
1: lost it the, because uh, AM ended up playing uh, uh, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and and m has Henry Coleman, uh, formerly of Duke, two years ago. He transferred mm-hmm. out. Now he's starting for them, and they're in the tournament. So we'll watch out for him as well. But, um, yeah, so a lot of talk there about SEC Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee's not playing as well as they were early in the year because they're not as as strong. Um, so, it may, you know, there's a path for the way Duke's playing right now. They could play with just about anybody. I think. I, I don't think I'm going too too far saying that.
0: No, uh, I mean <laughs> you're right. I mean, like I said, we're on a nine game win streak. We're 18 and one. We're fully healthy. Uh, I don't think that's out of the realm of us. You know, looking into, you know. Further down into the tournament and not be, you know, so called biased by it because just that's how unbelievably well we're playing right now. Um, I, I think that be something that might be a really, really good chance of seeing because I'm going to look at the, the, the bracket right now, you know, getting past Purdue and then uh, having a matchup potentially with uh, Alabama, number one Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That would be that. That's down the road, too. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: So. We'll see.
1: We'll see. It's uh it's the fun time of year, man. It's it definitely uh is. <laughs> it definitely everybody's gonna is. fill their brackets out, all that kind of stuff. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh um anyway, we will uh uh we're gonna have another episode uh before so the game they do plays Thursday night at 710 uh is the time. That's when CBS is gonna televise it. So that should be easy for everybody to find. The local CBS affiliate. Uh they're playing down in Orlando at the Amway Center, which is where the magic play. So it's going to be a great atmosphere down there for still a tournament in uh, Disney World land,
0: right? Down in Mickey Mouse land. The Disney Wild World of sports? <laughs> yep. uh, I, I didn't count it. Did you count how many teams that ACC um, got in? Five. Five? Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's like last year. Five teams. Um, five teams. I thought it, I thought, I thought was going to get six. I thought maybe a Clemson Guardian over in Nevada, but I see they didn't do that.
1: They had the last four out was Carolina and Clemson were among the last four out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which we thought Carolina wasn't gonna make it, uh given Yeah, I knew
0: about Carolina, but I thought Clemson yeah. had a chance to kind of sneak they, in in the play. They did.
1: Game. They had those bad losses in non conference and couldn't really make up for it uh in conference. So once again, the ACC is only having five teams. That's that's low. It's a low number.
0: Yeah, I mean shoot uh in the lead eight, we had what, three last year in the lead yep. eight and two in the final four. So that's right. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jeff Capel's Pitt team's going to the first four in Dayton. Uh, okay. so they have to win, they'll have to win an extra game, you know, to kind of go to the whole bracket. But they are in the tournament. Uh they're playing Mississippi State, speaking of the SEC. So uh we wish uh good luck to Cape and the uh Pitt Panthers. Um is, is that not surprising
0: that he's in the the first four? Um it's a little bit surprising. Yes. I thought he I thought he did enough not being a playing game. I thought so too. I but then
1: uh after they lost so badly, you know, Duke beat them by twenty seven. And then that same night in the quarterfinals, NC State got whipped up by Clemson, and so I started hearing some rumblings like, uh, they may be kind of dropping a little bit because those mm. those are pretty ugly losses, and they dropped in the net some." So um, I, I was kind of I thought either State or Pitt could be in Dayton. Uh, it's a good thing both of them weren't because State ended up State's going to Denver, and they're the 11th seed. Okay. Um, so that's what's going on there. Uh, and then Miami and Virginia are the other two. Okay, uh, which are both four seeds, I think. Yeah, Miami is a five seed, Virginia a four seed, so that'll be it. So yeah, the ACC is gonna have to come from behind again, kind of like last year. You know, small number of teams, but they're gonna have to do damage,
0: uh, yeah, yeah,
1: to restore the roar for the conference. Right?
0: You're right about that. You're right about this. So hopefully, uh, they can do it. But this is the the great time of the year right now. Like March Madness is finally here. We talked about it throughout the whole journey of this season, and now we're here. This is what you play for. Absolutely right time to do it so
1: anyway thanks for bet online for sponsoring the believe in duke podcast appreciate all of our our regular listeners that we the numbers are growing the listeners we appreciate you uh -hmm. tell your friends uh the best duke information is right here me and sheldon got you covered so right right tell your (laughs) plans (laughs) plans
0: that's right tell them all um
1: get your apple podcast fired up whatever whatever your podcast provider is but we know apple's really popular everybody's got them so uh we love that um anyway so we're gonna have another episode uh before the game we'll we'll get that up later on this week or we'll, we'll go a little more in depth we talked a little bit about oral roberts tonight uh but just remember 30 and 4 they're, they're not a pushover it's gonna be a tough right. game for duke
0: and um, a 7-5 guy
1: that's gonna be reminds me of taco fall central florida a couple years yep, ago. remember yeah yeah yep.
0: that guy that was a good game too that
1: was a good game that was Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, it
0: was scary was yeah a good uh, game. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> um so we'll see how it goes but anyway thanks everybody for listening i uh, appreciate you and uh We will join you on the next episode before Duke plays Oral Roberts at the NCAA Tournament.
0: All right, let's go Duke. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E.